Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast with your hosts, Adam Zeitler and Kyle Rohde. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast. I am your host, Adam Zeitler, here again in your ear all the way from Colorado, USA. Here with my co-host, Kyle, the delivery man, Rody. Hi. I like how you just all of a sudden all you're like from Colorado. <laughs> I, I was there for a week and it's like I'm just a native there. Hailing. <laughs> Hailing from the great mountains of uh, Denver, Colorado. Colorado was, it was something else. Tell us about Colorado. Colorado. Beautiful, beautiful state. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, this was the thing. Like when you when you drive cross country, there's always that center. Yes, it's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst to drive through. It's like you're in Wisconsin. We get to Illinois. Illinois is like there's some parts of Illinois that are kind of nice, but you just never seem to drive through it. Right. Unless you really like Chicago. Right. I mean, when you go down a highway, like a six-lane highway, and there's a McDonald's in the median, you know oh. you're going places. Do you know what's the worst, though? What's that? I'm so sorry if you're from Illinois, but okay. I... Hate paying for toll booths? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, I hate it, too. It's On like the way it. down, I deliberately drove into... Is it Dubuque? I think it's Dubuque. Illinois, Dubuque, yeah. Iowa. Oh, Iowa. All the way around so I would avoid paying like wow. $10 in tolls. So they're the $50 in gas justified the $10 yeah. in tolls. Well, my brother lives on the, the west side of Illinois, so it was kind of like get to the corner and go straight down. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. But just the tolls. Like on my way back up, mm-hmm. I decided to shave – 20 minutes off and just okay i think it's just one toll and then one toll booth like way before i hit the the border of illinois and wisconsin and that's the one that i was thinking i was gonna run into mm-hmm. but then it was one way before that i was like <laughs> oh you dirty <laughs> and then another one after that i'm pretty sure one more after that and then the one on the border i was like i just and they say that they do the toll booths to uh, like help with the construction of their roads and stuff like that. The roads are not very good. Uh, they're not. So where's that money going? Straight into the mayor's pocket. <gasps> not, I'm sure. Not Mayor Gutenberg. Mayor. Not, I don't even what? know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I remember when I drove down to, I forgot where. No, it was probably straight up Chicago. I can't remember. Anyways, I went there. For a Comic-Con convention. Yeah, that's right. You heard of a Comic-Con convention. <laughs> I dressed up like a mashup of Deadpool and uh, Bob Ross. Anyways, inside <laughs> but yeah, those holes are just like... Oh, They're the worst. Like, Especially change? like in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's like, I swear you're going like every other mile. It's like, stop to pay us just for driving on our awful roads. Oh, and it's like, it's not enough that I'm from Wisconsin. I'm blessing you with my oh. presence. Here in Illinois. Give me a break, Illinois. Sorry, Illinois. Not yeah. sorry. Well, anyway, I drove through Kansas City. I was hoping to see the stadium. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the stadium. Aww. Um. Then I drove through Kansas, the state, which was one of the, sorry if you're from Kansas, it's pretty boring. Ah, very flat. 
very flat. Hmm. Got into Colorado, and I was expecting like as soon as you hit the border, it's just mountains, mountains, and mountains. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably another three hours of flat land. Then oh. we just started to see mountains, and it was like, oh man, there they are. We're finally here. The promised land. Yeah, of we had a uh, we had a big giant snowstorm. Ooh. To put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was one thing I was going to look to see. Do you know off the top of your head what elevation Wisconsin is at? You knew. Oh, let me look it up here. Oh, Adam's Let's looking Siri. for that. Oh, Siri will know. Siri, what's the elevation? Oh. What's the elevation of Green Bay, Wisconsin? Green Bay is 581 feet above sea level. Oh, nice. 500, she said 581? That is correct. The highest that my brother and I got was 11,600 feet. And that's like backpacking. With it's like 60 pounds on our back. Ooh. Yeah. So to put that into perspective, uh, we had this big snowstorm go through on the top of our mountain. And we actually bailed off that mountain because oh. we thought we were going to get like have to spend like an extra week up there. Like no joke. Oh, we wow. thought if we don't get off this mountain, we might be sitting here like until today, we thought. Oh, wow. So... We bailed off. To put it in per- into perspective, um, we looked off the side of the mountains. We couldn't really see anything mm-hmm. because the snow was falling. We were like, oh, it's coming down really bad. Well, no. As we were driving <laughs> down the mountain, we were in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the clouds. So that's like what, why we couldn't see anything. It was like it. Well, no. Wouldn't it, it be safer crazy. to be in the clouds because the snow comes out of the clouds? No, it was snowing in the clouds. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, it was a very cool experience. I got really, really close to getting one. Obviously, that doesn't mean much to a whole lot of people. I think it's cool. But, uh, yeah, it was an adventure. I would recommend if I know a lot of people bow hunt um, that also play fantasy football, especially around here at home. Mm -hmm. If you ever, like, had the the idea or, like, the feeling, I want to go out west and try and shoot an elk, go do it. Like, a lot of people spend a lot of money to pay for, like... um, guides and stuff like that right you don't need it no. you definitely can do it and your odds are probably a little bit better mm-hmm. but you can do it on your own right i mean yeah because you came for a lot cheaper like what like 40 feet away from one yeah huh? i was yeah i was like i think i think the closest i got it might have been 35 yards that's crazy. Which is a pretty good bow shot. Yeah, see, I would have let it fly. You were talking about brush and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there was brush. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like how how it happened was my brother, he spotted him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had spotted some a day before. And he made a stock. And he got like within 80 yards or something like that. So he found him bedded down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was kind of asking him, I was like, what's the deal? You know, I, I, in my mind, I'm kind of like, you you spotted him. Like, like it's kind of your animal. Like, you go for it. Right. He's like, no, I got to go. So he's being a really good brother. And you go ahead and do it. And so I literally, like, they're in their bed. And I snuck up on him. I felt like, like, <laughs> like a wild animal, like a freaking mountain lion or something Rawr. like that. And uh, played the wind, all the stuff. Like, if you're a hunter, you know how, you know how all that stuff works. Mm-hmm play the wind and you know you're sneaking up on him. i even got as far as i took my boots off just to like i was barefoot and, <laughs> <laughs> i was barefoot like going after these animals and uh trying to be as quiet as i could and they started walking away from me so i had to like go faster and 
yeah, it was it was quite the experience. That's so an adrenaline rush. It was really cool. It was very cool, but it was a grind too. Mm-hmm. You don't think you know? We kind of trained for it. I I put my you know sixty. I don't know. I we weighed it here. Yeah, we weighed it here. It was like sixty two pounds, mm-hmm. and I just had like gallons of water in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking up and down roads and walking up and down stairs and stuff like that for like a half hour walking roads for a couple hours did like five miles. Right. I think the most we did was 12 miles in one day. That's so cool. And, uh, you know, down roads and stuff like that, it's one thing. Up and down mountains. Oh, right. (laughs) It's a whole different thing. Like, we wore ourselves out the first day. It was crazy. I was ready to be done. Uh, Like, the second day. Whatever. Whatever. What's the time difference between here and there? Just an hour. Oh, okay. Because I felt like bad messaging you and stuff. I'm like... I don't know what time it is there, and I was no, like, too lazy to look it up. It's an hour later, so oh, like so I was when it like was when it was midnight, it was only eleven o'clock there. Oh, so, okay, yeah. it wasn't bad. Yeah, oh, that's but cool it, though. Yeah, it was a very cool, very cool. I'm hardest, you didn't get anything though. Hardest, hardest I ever worked on vacation, probably on an actual vacation. Oh wow! Wait till you get a host, buddy. <laughs> you're gonna, you're I mean, gonna like on list a, a mile long, on an actual vacation. Like I went on vacation. Oh, on a vacation. Yeah. yeah. No, I Normally gotcha. people don't do that, but no, uh, no, no. we are psychopaths. Is yeah. basically what I came up with. But you gotta enjoy your vacation, so it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. So it works out. So anyway, Kyle, hey, who? <laughs> We had football this last week. We absolutely did have football this week. And there was a lot of chatter about football. Excitement. Oh, football. A lot of ups and downs this week. I tried to go to a uh, local pub where we were hunting to try and watch the Oh, Thursday they call them night. pubs there like in England. Oh. The local wherever, whatever it was. Bar. <laughs> uh, yeah, the local bar. And we tried to watch uh, the Thursday night game, but we were way too late. Oh, so it was over by the time we even got back to the truck that night, whatever. Um, but that one, it, it sounded like it was a pretty good game. It was a really good game. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it myself. I mean, it was just, well, I think like the biggest thing was, is everybody was excited to see if the trade of David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins was warranted. Right. You know, and then I saw like all the smack talk, like, with like, yep, David Johnson won, DeAndre Hopkins zero because, you know, he had played already. So everybody's like, yeah, a good move. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, uh, that didn't. Well, we could discuss that later on how that now seems to be more of a one-sided deal in a different direction. (laughs) But like Clyde Edwards-Lair, though, a lot of people saying it's like the second coming of Barry Sanders. He looks like the the real deal. He looked great. The highlights looked really good. I enjoyed watching him go to town. The fantasy points looked really good. Especially for this guy. Yep. I have them yeah. in both of my leagues, and I was not disappointed. Not disappointed at all. Absolutely not. And you were texting me in the mountains, like, I was. showing me, like, trade I offers. I Yahoo. And there was one that included both Hopkins and Allaire. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what that it one was It was, like, for. Derrick Henry and something else. And it was, was only like, for, like, one really good player. Yeah, and then, like, two. Like, mediocre. players, yeah. yeah. And you were like, what do you think about this? I was like, Kyle. I just want a justification because in my head, I'm like, is there something here I do not see? Because I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not shopping Hilaire. I was shopping Hopkins. When, I was like, 
When you sent no, me not. that, I thought you were like seriously thinking about doing no, it. No, like, because it was like, like I said, I just want verification from another source. Like, <laughs> okay, well, what is there something that I don't know where this might be a decent deal? But no, you were right. Not smack talking you, Tony. I know you were trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Tony did an awesome job. You know, uh, you know, on the fly, he. Uh, but I do have to give him props for his um, bold predictions last week, and I wanted to make time to. He had talked about Danny Amendola and Jimmy Graham. Those were like his kind of two dark horses that he had mentioned in the episode, and they did produce. You know, Jimmy Graham, you think that he's over the hill and whatnot. Three receptions, 25 yards, but the main category, one Got touchdown. That tutty. That tutty makes a big difference. Yeah, and then uh, Danny Amendola was five receptions, 81 yards. And so, yeah, he was he was good at calling out the dark horses. I, I have to be honest. He When he called that uh, Jimmy Graham... When he called Jimmy Graham out, I was thinking, I was in the truck we were driving at the time, and I thought, I could use Jimmy Graham for Jimmy a week. I, it, the thought process went through my head that I'm mm-hmm. like, I 100% agreed with him. I was mm-hmm. like, I definitely see how that happened. And now we've seen that it happens, but I didn't actually pick him up. Right. But that was a good call. Right. I respect that a yeah, lot. because when he said it, I'm like, who does Jimmy Graham even play for? <laughs> I'm like, I know he got picked up by somebody that's like a rival of the Packers, but I'm like, who was it? And, you know, it turned out to be Chicago Bears. And the Bears have so many tight ends. You know that they want to use them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't even know how many they have on their roster. It's probably like 16 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like four or five, maybe even six tight ends on their roster. It's an important position there in Chicago. Yeah. Because you know how Illinois is. Not that we ripped Illinois. Illinois. No one. <laughs> All right. So we'll get into the news of week one. Let's get into the bad news. Um, Sad stories. The injuries. Marlon Mack of the Indianapolis Colts tore his Achilles. He is out for the season. Um, yeah. Sad. Uh, obviously, all the players on this list, you know, we hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Get healthy and get back to football. We but should mail them get well soon cards. Achilles is like, we've seen that. Eek. We've seen that in, was it Emmanuel Sanders? He came back. He did, yeah, he came he back. did very well. The bad thing is, Mar- this is this is <laughs> uh, Marlon Mack contract here. Oh, I know. This was his time to shine. This is, uh, and it's like he's got that, you know, backfield behind him where he's right. like, I'm just trying to brush you off so I can right. get paid. This is actually kind of like a heartbreaking story. It's like, what does it look like for Marlon Mack next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, backup player, you know, get healthy. What happens? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, the, the NFL looks like there's a lot of talent in that running back, yeah. running back situation just about everywhere. So I kind of feel like the running backs are making a resurgence. You know, like it mm-hmm. became such a pass happy NFL. I feel like running backs are kind of maybe gaining some of that importance back again, right. you know, where like everybody was like split backfield, everybody's expendable, blah, blah, blah. You only get a couple people that make it past 30 years old. And it's like, you know, maybe the, maybe the running backs are starting to get the credit they deserve though. Right. So what does this mean for Indianapolis backfield? Jonathan Taylor steps up big, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, when we looked at that backfield, it was kind of a, a three headed monster. I tried to stay away from it as much as I could. But this actually, if you had Jonathan Taylor, which I do in the fantasy or um, in our delivery no, man league, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little happy. A little bit. <laughs> um, and Naeem Hines, it looks like Jonathan Taylor should be the primary back, and Naeem Hines is going to be the 
uh, third down pass catching back kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, like we did mention, it looked like they had game plan Naheem Hines in the yeah, game. Yeah, because he had a he had scored his touchdown prior to Mac getting hurt. So it's like, and he touched he the field there. before Jonathan Taylor did as well. Agreed. So that's kind of what that backfield should look like. I imagine um, it's still going to be split. Uh, so don't expect 100% of Jonathan Taylor because Naeem Hines is a game plan. Yeah, because I think Taylor saw like 26% of the snaps, you know, right. and that was, you know, with Mac and Hines. Hines, right? Naeem Hines. Hines. Yeah. Hines. Naeem. Naeem. I just put Hines. Anyway. Also, yeah. uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, tight end Blake Jarwin is out for the season with an ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a very, very late round if uh, never played on a fantasy team in your league. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he, I mean, he was... He was solid. I he mean, was solid. He, was, he was. He looked like he was the next coming of uh, Witten, you know, and they were uh, talking was, about how he was a better tight end than Witten, and Witten's, right. you know... A lot of people were hoping, like, there was the George Kittle breakout two years ago. Uh-huh. The Mark Andrews breakout last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were hoping that Blake Jarwin was that tight that end breakout this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's obviously not going to happen. He's out for the season. Um, I don't even know who they have behind behind mm-hmm. him. But no to idea. me, to me, what this means is uh, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. I think gets a couple more targets. Agreed. So makes that a lot more interesting for the wideouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas, and this one, oh. this one hurts really bad <laughs> it for hurts me. Hurts him too, for what I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michael Thomas, high ankle sprain. Uh, it's looking like a possible week seven return. Ouch. I think what I'd seen is a lot of people are thinking he's going to try and play through it, but then I'd seen uh, it's looking like he'll come back after a week. Six by, mm-hmm. so thinking week seven is going to be when he comes back. Yeah, because I mean it's like, I mean, I think he, I think they can wait that long. I mean, in, in the fantasy world, it stinks for whoever owns uh, Michael Thomas, but in all actuality, they have enough weapons to justify having him sit out that long so he right. can get healthy. Right. You know, like I said, the hardest thing for me ha- having uh, owning Michael Thomas in our league is the high ankle sprain. We remember last year, Saquon and um, Kamara tried to play through that high ankle sprain, and mm-hmm. you knew they just did not look like that mm-hmm. first-round talent that, that you explosiveness, had drafted. You know? Right. So if he tries to play through it through the whole season, it it's probably not going to look like the Michael Thomas that we had drafted. Um, so just to keep that in mind mm-hmm. as you, you might be disappointed. That's why I didn't draft him. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby! <laughs> don't do that. Don't put that on me, Ricky no, Bobby. No, he didn't fall out to uh, 11 in the draft that we did, so no. Yeah, it was just late in the game, and his the back of his leg just kind of got rolled up on it. It just looked – it didn't look – it didn't look good. It's just not happy with it. Um, other than that, uh, George Kittle is questionable with a knee injury. I don't have uh, 100% clarity on what's going on on his knee, uh, but it's looking like he is questionable. I think this is the same injury he had last year from what I have from what I have heard, uh, that he missed a few games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a timetable on that right now. And nor do I, just by checking out uh, 
fantasy uh, well, NFL app. No, I don't see no timetable on that. Also, Devontae Parker is questionable with a hamstring. <laughs> Essentially, everybody that's on Adam's team is hurt. I don't have Devontae Parker. No, you have Parker. No. No, maybe that's I think Tony. Tony does. Yeah, maybe that's who it was. I bet you it was Tony that was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tony. Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> who is their offense now? Fitzpatrick. Pretty much, yeah. He ran for a touchdown. Did he? He had legs, man. Wow. Yeah, they don't even need a running game. How did, did Gesicki do? Gesicki? Mm, that mm. I don't know. He didn't light up anything that I've seen. No, I don't think so either. No. Anyway, Le'Veon Bell Ooh. has entered the injury reserve. With a hamstring injury. If he's on your team and you have an IR position, stash him. Don't just drop him. Mm-hmm. You drafted him too high just to drop him. Right. If you can hold on to him, I would. Um, it's, you know, see what happens. It might be, again, like week seven, week eight. You never know with any of this stuff. Um, I think Adam Gase did this to him. I think this is this is this is it. This is a conspiracy. Now look at Frank Gore. There it is. We called I, it like week one we started doing this stuff. <laughs> I had heard that actually. <laughs> yeah. That Adam Gay said, oh I regretted putting Le'Veon in even after he was injured or something like that. And I'm just like, what yeah. a guy. Why Adam? I just I don't know. I don't know why he does what he does. I don't know that guy. I'm not gonna pretend I like him. No not going to pretend I know him. We don't. You guys know how I feel about that. We've case. made it very, very clear how we feel about him. So, Frank Gore. What, is that, what does that backfield look like? It looks like Frank Gore. Frank Gore and that uh, Gaskin. Gaskin? Gaskin. Yeah. He's the one that's pretty hot on the waiver wires, too, with uh, uh, Frank Gore. Mm. But the Jets, the, they didn't they didn't really wow me. <laughs> like No. Uh, I thought, you know, Sam Darnold, now that he's over his uh, – what the heck did he even have? Mono for like seven weeks? Which is like the longest case of mono I've ever heard of. But it's like, I mean, I still went to school with mono. That school didn't like it, but I still went to school. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that's it for the injury report. Um, keep an eye out um, for injuries on your team. Get those guys on the bench. Make sure you get them out of the starting squad so you don't have to deal with that. Big goose egg on your week two yeah. lineup. You don't want to be doing that. No goose eggs allowed. All right. So let's look back at the studs of week one. Because I'm a stud. So these are guys that you might have had on your bench. Maybe if you were really, 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 really into it, you started these guys because you've seen something that nobody else did. Derry Slayton, the number one stud. Because I'm a stud. Of the New York Giants. Had six receptions of nine targets. 102 yards and two touchdowns. I saw. I, this is the one of the games that I saw. Actually, this I think was the only game that I saw. <laughs> and Daniel Jones did not look great. Mm-mm. But one throw that he threw to Slayton. It was like a long, long post. It was beautiful. It was awesome. It looked like the safety kind of had come down, and he launched it, and it was right there. It was a gorgeous throw. 
Slayton in the end zone touchdown. Now, do you think maybe Daniel Jones may have had a tougher time passing due to the lack of running game? Which, I mean, Ooh. we will discuss that in the stinker segment. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess from one comes the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that was against the Steelers defense, a oh, stout right. stout Steelers defense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other than that, Robbie Anderson, six receptions of eight targets, 115 yards in one touchdown. Uh, this was kind of like uh, the number two receiver is Robbie Anderson or Curtis Samuel. Do we have the answer, Kyle? Well, I think what it was was Robbie Anderson was technically the, the second on the list, Samuel being three, but the one being DJ Moore, who we've already talked about DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. And how we thought that he would be uh, taken higher than what his worth was, right? And yeah, he posted in a half PPR league seven point four zero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we I can't say that we called it, but we called it. Is it possible in your mind, Anything's Kyle? Possible okay. that Robbie Anderson fantasy finishes higher than? DJ Moore. Oh, absolutely. Really? I think he will. I mean, I mean, he was a, a stud for the Jets, you know. And it's can like, we just say after we talk about Adam Gase, who did who did Robbie Anderson play for last year? The Jets. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. So it's like, just, yeah, like if you play for the Jets, just look at your head coach and say, I don't want to play here anymore. I don't want to play here because wherever I go <laughs> from here on out, I'll uh, I'll do phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going to do see, really the, good. The thing is with Robbie Anderson is first year in Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater's first year in Carolina, maybe he's built up that rapport enough sure. where DJ Moore has him with Teddy Bridgewater or Robbie Anderson is more of, you know, Teddy's guy. Sure. So that could be. Malcolm Brown of the LA Rams. He <laughs> had 18 rushes, 79 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions of four targets for 31 yards. You reminded me of like two years ago when they met, when on their Super Bowl run, when yeah. Malcolm Brown was filling in for Todd Gurley, and he was like, they were like, eh, it's okay if Todd Gurley's not playing because Malcolm Brown is ripping it up. This is this is kind of like uh, enjoy Malcolm Brown while he's the starter. That's what you're saying. That's because you're stuck on your guy. Is Well, this is the thing. Like, I think, you know, Cam Akers is – is it going to be towards the middle of the season is going to be flip-flopped because it seems like they drafted Cam Akers to be the next Todd Gurley. Uh, Malcolm Brown, I mean, if he keeps this up, how can you how can you bench him? That's kind of how I see well, it. Well, right, if he continually puts this up against good defenses, it's like... He should be there until proven otherwise is basically, obviously, the obvious way that it should be. But if you have Malcolm Brown, um, yeah, I mean, enjoy him. Play him, play him on the good matchups. Where did he play? He played Dallas. Mm-hmm. The defense. They made the defense uh, look better than what it actually was. Although Alden Smith did look really good on his yeah. five years being removed from the league and coming back. Alden Smith looked like a I guess one good thing playing for the Rams is in games you never have to worry about Aaron Donald. <laughs> You're never going That's against true. Aaron Donald. Oh, no. No doubt. Yeah, because yeah, he looked phenomenal. As he well. looked like a one-man wrecking ball. Yeah. I mean, he earned his paycheck. I mean, just watching him. and Yeah. yeah that, no, that guy's a beast. That game I was listening to on the radio on the way home, and it that's just oh Aaron Donald with the sack Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. 
And then I saw, did you see the highlight of uh, Aaron Donald literally throwing Ezekiel Elliott into Dak Prescott? I actually didn't see that. Oh my (sighs) gosh. Just manhandle. And we know how like Zeke is jacked. He's He's like 230 pound, just pure muscle. He's lean, yep. Aaron Donald literally just one hand oh, with his left hand just, <laughs> yeah, just threw him. And he's right-handed. It's it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's like he that dude is jacked. So uh the last stud we have, Naeem Hines, uh seven rushes, 28 yards, one touchdown, uh eight for eight with 45 yards and a touchdown. So two touchdowns on the day. Those touchdowns. So we kind of had talked about him with the Marlon Mack injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I, you know, obviously you can't expect two touchdowns every no. week. But Naeem Hines, he's definitely a guy that you, you can find in your starting squad, I think, pretty easily from here on out. So uh, last guy, didn't I don't have him on the list here, Kyle, but... Ooh, I'm gonna on the fly. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him out here because I'm proud of this one. Yes, Look. Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen was a terror this weekend, and I was like, I found him to be less boring. Three touchdowns? Did he run in one himself? Four total, or was it three? And he ran he in three and one, if I'm not mistaken. Man, a quick peek at it, but not yeah. only the number three quarterback, and I drafted him. Super late, one hundred and thirty something. What what was what round was that? It was late. It was really late. I think it was like the twelfth round, maybe. Actually, two touchdowns, passing three hundred twelve yards, and one rushing. Oh man, fifty-seven rushing yards. Fifty-seven rushing yards. I'm telling you, that dude. He's a dude. He's a dude. (laughs) He's a dude. No, I enjoyed watching him, and and like I, I was getting immediate uh banter from uh brandon and tony saying oh man this is uh adam's guy is doing awesome this week josh allen yeah making, man making adam look like a genius which he is as if you needed any proof well you got it it makes me feel good he was like my lone bright star on my team this week it was a very rough week for you my team did <laughs> <laughs> just horrible um and we're referring to the <laughs> podcast league, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's that, that that takes us right into our next segment. <laughs> smooth transition into a smooth segue into the stinkers of the week. Saquon Barkley, who I did not have on my team. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but I think it was Jake from State Farm there. Jake Ingles. Yeah, he had him. him. Came away with a win, even with Saquon Barkley. 15 rushing attempts for a grand total of six yards. That's your number one draft pick right there. Yeah. I guess that's what the Steelers are going to do. This, this, okay. 15 rushing attempts, six yards. He had six receptions, six receptions of nine targets for 60 yards. So a grand total of 66 yards. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the Steelers defense. Look, this they is they are real. This is Saquon is a rare NFL talent. Mm-hmm. When you your running back is starting on your starting squad in fantasy against the Steelers defense, mm-hmm. let's think twice about it. Yeah. This is Saquon Barkley we're talking about right now. 
And they couldn't game plan around, let's just get it to them in the open field. Let's throw a screen. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. You don't think they didn't do that? <laughs> I'm sure they did. This is the Steelers' defense. 15 rushing attempts. Six yards. 0.4 yards a carry. You know how far 0.4 yards a carry? I mean, I think the center had more yeah. rushing yards. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you have Saquon Barkley, let's not just – Take a deep breath. This is a rough week one. Take a deep breath. You're not benching them. Keep them in that starting squad. This was a rough week one. Unless you're listening, Jake, then bench him. (laughs) (laughs) You're playing Jake this week. I am playing Jake this week. Oh, yeah. Mark Ingram, who (laughs) is on my starting squad, 10 rushing attempts for 29 yards, zero catches, zero targets. Yeah. Oh, man, that was just a huge bummer. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, I believe J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns. Two. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty nice for my bench. Yeah, yeah, because that's where he was on your bench because you was. started Mark Ingram. Good handcuff. I mean, Good handcuff, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, Mark Ingram. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to freak out. This is another thing. I'm just going to take a deep breath. It's Mark Ingram. They're a running team. Mm-hmm. Don't freak out. It's it's just a weird week one. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to chalk it up as. So uh, don't drop them. Don't drop your Mark Ingram. If you're that mad, just throw him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, punish him. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> James Conner. Six rushing attempts for a grand total of nine yards. Two, recep- two receptions of four targets for eight yards with a grand total of 17 yards. Yeah. Not, not a good this was a rough. This was a rough one a little bit. Um, I have James Conner in a different league. I had him in my flex spot watching this game. There was a couple. You know, it was, it was a little bit was Ben Roethlisberger a little bit rusty throwing it in the flat to mm-hmm. James Conner or was James Conner in the wrong spot on the field? You know, it didn't, James Conner didn't look good. I mean, no. no matter which way you put it, the, the offense, did it look a little rusty the first half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But James Conner, he didn't look good. The very little, he, you know, very limited and not to mention, um, Oh, he was not on the injury report. I think he had a, well, he didn't practice today because just like, uh, Thomas high ankle sprain. Ankle sprain, yeah. yeah. It is a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. Yeah, those are rough. Yeah, I'm wondering if it has something to do with the lack of preseason, like the lack of prep. I mean, I know they have their practices, but it's like with the whole COVID thing, it's like we're seeing what it is like without a preseason, which the NFL, the players don't want a preseason, right. you know, because, you know, they worry about injuries. But here they go into the first week and there's a ton of injuries. Right. Yeah, James Conner. Uh, this one is this one's a little bit scary to me. Like this isn't one like take a deep breath. This is like oh, this is this is a little spooky. Like we know the history of James Conner, mm-hmm. uh, the injury history. You know, um, it it almost seems like the Steelers are a little bit like all right, <laughs> come on now, come on. Like this has got to work on. out some point. Like if it's not going to work out right now, I'm just about tired of it kind of deal mm-hmm. um if you have james connor uh what what's what's the game plan from here on out from here on out well 
uh, I would have definitely tried to check the waivers and grab a uh, what's his face, uh, Benny um, Benny Snow. Benny Snow, yeah, Benny Snow Jr. Uh, would be a perfect compliment uh, handcuff. I think he's gonna. I mean, he he performed. I mean, we're gonna touch base on him in a little bit as far as a uh, waiver wire pickup. But if I was a James Conner uh, owner, which I never really showed much interest in him. I would, I w- I'm thinking, I think they were, had a lady on Bell hangover and they brought in James Conner thinking, you know, okay, this is going to be our next guy because Le'Veon's sitting out for the season. And I think Pittsburgh's offensive line was just that good at that time. Right. You know, a lot of props given to Bell, you know, and whatnot. And, it, you know, he deserved some of the credit, but. I think the line was that good at that time, and that's what made Connor look so good when he filled in for Bell. So, well, right. They, I mean, you even look at Le'Veon Bell. They say he's like one of the most patient mm-hmm. rushers ever, and you can't really be patient. <laughs> yeah, if the defensive line is bull rushing, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a good offensive line, which we kind of seen already with yeah. Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets. Oh. Um, it was just a really good, just a really good combination right. at that time. So I think you might have been able to throw just about any NFL competent uh, running back in at that time behind that good offensive line, and they might have showed similar numbers. Well, right. And I think there was a number of factors. Also, you had Antonio Brown, who was that wide right. receiver threat. They exactly. had to keep him in check. Ben Roethlisberger was doing what he does. So there were so many things that made it a little bit easier for Bell to be Le'Veon Bell during that time period. Now he goes over to the Jets and, you know, Sam Darnold, eh, you know, and then right. the main wide receiver on their team, was that Crowder? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, man, he don't scare me like Antonio right. Brown used to. Right. So it's like that could have played into it as well. All right, and the last stinker, which is just like, uh, old Al Beckham Jr., <laughs> 10 targets, three receptions for a grand total of 22 yards. Bummer. Kyle, is this, is, are we chalking this up as this is the Browns of last year or is this the Ravens defense? I think the Ravens defense is legit that good, even without Earl Thomas. You know, they had dropped him prior to week one. I think Ravens defense is that good. And that's what I'm hoping it is because. It's like the I, I just got a soft spot for the Browns because it's like I remember watching I think it was like 1991 and Bernie Kosar taking him to the playoffs and I was like this you know this is all right this is fun to watch but then it's like they had that dry spell and I think in 2003 2007 something like that they went with Derek Anderson uh, to the playoffs but like that's just I feel bad for them. You know, it's kind of like the Detroit Lions. I feel <laughs> bad for them too. It's like I just want good things for these, these, these fan bases. I mean, I know they have great fan bases there in Cleveland. It's like I just want something to happen for them. With all the number one, <laughs> the number, number one, one draft picks quarterbacks. It's oh, just man. Like, like one's got to work out. Al <laughs> has one not at this point. Like I mean, Baker might be as close as they've gotten. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, they had Johnny Manziel, uh, I guess, Colt I, McCoy. <laughs> I mean, I guess a big thing right now is uh, that division is it's not easy. No, that is a pretty. You think about f- four games, four games. Two of them is the Steelers, which we had just talked about. Two mm-hmm. of them are the Ravens, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not. 
it's not easy. But like, it's not easy being a Brown. Mm-hmm. And if the Ravens' defense isn't as good as what I think it is, I think the Browns are going to have a tough time with the Bengals tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I mean, because the Bengals, you know, they right. they, they could have came back and uh, tied up that game there and didn't work out for them. But it's like maybe the Bengals are better than what I think they are. Maybe they're on the way up and the Browns are just that bad. We'll find out tomorrow night. <laughs> So that's kind of another good segue into our uh, next segment. We'll talk about the Delivery Man League for a little bit here. Kyle, speaking of OBJ. Yo, yo. You got him. I did. I got him. I uh, saw that um, uh, one of my homies, uh, Joey, was uh, shopping OBJ. And I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna, And he said cheap. He's like, I'm shopping him cheap. So I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And I just picked up Anthony Miller in a trade uh, with Brandon. And I'm like. That's really cheap. <laughs> it's really cheap. And thank you. <laughs> thank you for that, Joey. Uh, but uh, I thought, you know, and although Anthony Miller had the better stat line in week one, what I liked about OBJ is the 10 targets. It right. showed that, that is, Baker's looking for right. him. You know? I, I looked at that as well. Um, and I was looking at my team, seeing what I could throw at him, which would I consider cheap. Uh, I guess now looking at what he actually did, I was thinking, ah, this is pretty cheap. Like he won't accept <laughs> these. Looking at what he did, is like I probably maybe, <laughs> I probably maybe could have got him. Um, yeah, the ten targets is kind of what got me into it too. Is mm-hmm. I I thought too is like you know what it is a tough defense week one, ten targets. That's I mean something to look up to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of OBJ. He's a head case. Is it? Is it going to be, is this getting into his head? Is he going to think this is going to be a bad year again just from week one? Um, I mean, it's 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 a high, for you right now, high risk, low reward. Or <laughs> low risk, <laughs> high reward. Well, that's what I figure too. So, like, I like it. Yeah. I mean, and, I'll be uh, starting them tomorrow. We had kind of talked about, uh, like right before we started, I thought, hey, Kyle, would you do Will Fuller for LBJ? Mm-hmm. Would you have done that? No. No. Just, okay. And that's only because I need to see it one more week. And I thought that's probably one of the better offers that I would give to right. uh, to Joey. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have taken mine over yours. Yeah. Well, he didn't. But then I just made a deal with I just made a deal with Joey. I did Will Fuller and Devin Singletary for Miles Sanders, right? Which we had talked about. Now you're making me a little nervous just, about I'm it. Just, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> if you had even stated it too, I think you gave away too much. But that's just my opinion. But you did bring up a very valid point in Buffalo. Um, I mean, with Josh Allen's legs, that takes away some of the yards from him, and also uh, Zach Moss sitting there, you know, and he. I, for, I forgot what the stat line was for him for percentage of plays that he played but he was out there a lot they from what i kind of understood it was a lot of 50 50 mm-hmm. um it did look like singletary got more of the carries a little bit more time um it didn't look like either one of them did a whole lot with any of the work that they got mm-hmm. um but yeah zach moss kind of scares me away from devin singletary mm-hmm. uh, i thought from last year we had kind of talked in the off season if devin singletary can get some touchdowns He'll be right. pretty solid in fantasy. But last year, that's where he struggled the most was he was getting a lot of touches, a lot of yards, uh, just 
it seemed like Josh Allen Josh was, Allen was running in those, a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Anything within 10 yards, if he didn't see the pass he wanted, he just jogged it into the end zone. Right. You know? And, uh, well, I mean, a lot of what I've been hearing is if Zach Moss is anything, he's the red zone guy. Yep. So that's just like, oh, that was just a kind of a kick to the. You know what's and new, you know where's. <laughs> a kick below the belt to uh, Devin Singletary owners. Yep. So, um to me, Will Fuller, uh, he had a really good week one. Week two, he's going against Baltimore, so I was kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brandon Cooks was not healthy. I think uh, Will Fuller is going to be in competition with Brandon Cooks to be that number one receiver. From what I understand, uh, Houston is struggling to find their number one receiver. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, <laughs> we have a problem. And we all know uh, the history of Will Fuller. Uh, mm. I think what I'd seen is he had played 28 of 48 games in his career. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was pretty comfortable kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if Will Fuller does go down, then I'll, I'll see your trade as very justified. But if Will Fuller were to stay healthy this year, uh, I I mean, like I said, I think, to each their own. You know. I think part of it is, like, you and I both were not very high on Miles Sanders. Mm-mm. A lot of people in the industry are. Which I don't get it. I don't either, but I'm <laughs> hoping that we're wrong. <laughs> well, and, and the way I saw Philadelphia lighten up Washington, and yeah, I'm referring to only the first half of that game. Because <laughs> then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're good. We don't need to play no more. And then Washington totally came back. And Washington looked pretty like uh, composed, like they knew they were behind, they made it happen. But I was watching Wentz, you know, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, everybody talking about Wentz being this beast. I'm like, maybe Miles Sanders will uh, be uh, something when he does come back from his injury. And then I I watched to see what happened. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I feel like after week one, like I said, I had a horrible, horrible week. You did. I was freaking out about my running backs. Mm. I started Austin Eckler and Mark Ingram, I think, with a combined total of about 12 points. Yeah. Uh, How's that Austin Eckler working up for you? (laughs) Eckler. I mean, I can't sit here and complain about 10 points, especially in half PPR. I realized, like, I had Will Fuller on the starting uh, last week, 15, 15 points. Mm-hmm. When I think about half PPR, like when I, I play a lot of full PPR, that 15 turned into 19 points when it came to full PPR. Right. So I now think that 15 yards for receiver is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 10 points to a running back, I don't I'll look right now what he yeah, had you as keep, far you, as you keep justifying as far as catches. Order. He had 19 rushing attempts. So I mean, the the biggest thing for him was uh, I think Josh Kelly was just faltering the red zone targets, mm-hmm. the red zone rushing attempts, which just was rough. Yeah, Ross and Eckler, this is the killer. One target, one reception for three yards. Mm-hmm. Last year he had a thousand, thousand. Uh, oh, receiving yards? Receiving yards. Yeah. I told you, I'm not big on Eckler. <laughs> That's not just because of his name. Just this is another... feel the guy. This is another thing. Like, I did take him late in the second, so I'm still okay. I'm just sitting here taking a deep breath. Now I got Miles Sanders. Now I got a little bit more to, to dink around with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
little yeah. padding there. No, I get it. But with Michael Thomas going down, I wasn't able to play Kenny Galladay because he's out. How long is Kenny Galladay going to be out? It's like, oh, my oh. goodness. I got to put something together here pretty quick. Yeah. Week two. Scramble time pretty soon here. It pretty is. <laughs> it's not fun. I know. It's as soon as Adam had arrived at my humble abode here, I reminded him that he is 12th in the league. Not, <laughs> not, not fun. So I guess we'll kind of go over some of the uh, um, the scores of the games of the league. Um, we'll go over Brighton defeated second string Danny P, 102 to 96 points. Mm-hmm. The professor, Jason Champagne, defeated the bench warmers three, Joey. 126 to 95. Chubby Chasers Brandon defeated the Coleman Road Dog Keith. 144.582. 144.26. This <laughs> Coleman is Road Dog goes down the closest that I three think two. The closest I've, I think I might have ever seen. Oh man. And there was five minutes left in that game. I can't believe Five that. Minutes. I really can't. Oh, man. All he needed was Ben Roethlisberger to just, like, literally throw a five-yard pass. And he would have got him. Or James Conner literally mm-hmm. to just do anything. Right. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or Juju. Yeah, yeah he, had he had Juju, Juju also, too. Yeah. Oh, man. That's just a, that's just a kick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Kyle. And then I get to you. I don't want to talk about it. Derek. Omaha, Omaha <laughs> defeats Minshew, bless you, Kyle Rohde. Derek Zeitler is Omaha, Omaha. 166 to 144.66. So, Kyle, you are the number two scorer in the league. Yep. And you just happen to play the number one scorer <laughs> yep. of the league. And that knocks me down to seventh in the league. Even How though- does that make you feel? Angry because if I would have played anybody else with this custom <laughs> scheduling that you came up with, I would have beat anybody else except for Derek. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Derek's team is solid. It, it is. It's solid, solid. All the way around. It's a, it looks like a pretty great team. I mean, Josh Jacobs. Tight end looks insane. pretty shaky, but he's got Noah Fant on the bench. It's like, dang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just put Fant in. Oh, no. oh, yeah. I'm not playing you this week. Put Fant in. Derek's team looks solid. Uh, the SCLS or the SCLSU Mud Dogs, Jake Ingles defeats the Miami Dealers, Tony Gramala, 114.4 to 1055. Mm-hmm. And then, man, which one do you want to talk mine. about? And yours, Red Mike Check Adam is defeated by the long shot. Jacob, my own blood. What you? a jerk. <laughs> 128.96 to 94.58. Oh. This is, again, just a rough, just horrible week one. I believe I am. Am I the only? No. Me, Danny, the bench warmers. We were the only three not to break. 100 points mm-hmm. with an extra wide receiver. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Man. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, prior to injuries, your, you know, your lineup is solid. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, I feel about Eckler, but, you know, they were, they were, I don't know, you know, in any other 
situation, you could have put up 140. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Just unfortunate. Just unfortunate. That's just terrible. So with that, we'll go into the waiver wire really quickly. Obviously it's Wednesday. The waiver wire had already ran. We'll go over some of the most added players. Uh, we're just going to do running back wide receiver. Uh, right now at the top of the list, Naheem Hines, Malcolm Brown, right behind him, Benny Snell, James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Adrian Peterson of the Detroit lions. That's so mm-hmm. weird. It is weird. And Frank Gore, of the <laughs> New York Jets. Imagine that. Frank Just Gore. crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. Uh, at the wide receiver position, Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, uh, Russell Gage of the Atlanta Falcons, Scott Miller of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Darius Slayton, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Corey Davis of the uh, Tennessee Titans, Paris Campbell, Jamison Crowder and Alan Lazard. Any of those names, uh, running back or wide receiver, that you're thinking, yeah, I definitely wouldn't pick those guys up. Or maybe a lot of people thinking he just had a good game. I MVS. still wouldn't. MVS. Yeah. If it wasn't for that long 45 yard touchdown, uh, you know, I thought I thought Lazard looked pretty good. Uh, Devontae Adams absolutely ripped it up. Yeah. You know? Right. And this uh, that might be a whole deal now is uh whoever's playing whoever's playing Minnesota, get those wide receivers in your starting squad because oh, that right. secondary looks terrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks horrible. Any of your uh any of your veteran players playing Minnesota, get them in the starting squad for sure. Mm-hmm. Um any of the players that I seen um that I probably wouldn't add. Jamison Crowder, I'm surprised. I mean, there were so many times in a couple different leagues that I seen him on the free agents that I'm like, I need to put him on my team. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know who to drop. But mm-hmm. he had a big play, a big touchdown. I think it was like a 50 or 60-yard touchdown screen pass or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a PPR machine, especially he's, like you said, he's the number one. Not a great team, you know, we had already talked about, but he's the number one receiver on the team he's going to catch a lot of short passes he's going to catch a lot of passes period mm-hmm. so uh i think that's a pretty great ad um i guess again anyone that i think scott miller tampa bay mm-hmm. tampa bay it just they just uh, i think uh what happened i think that hype train was a little hyped up. i mean they you know they faced a uh, faced a pretty potent offense in new orleans and whatnot but i forgot what the line was of tom brady throwing two interceptions it was like his first multi-interception game in like years and i think james winston thinks right now <laughs> <laughs> i actually saw a meme where it actually shows Tom Brady like transforming James Winston. Too. I thought it was great. I I seen one where uh, James Winston was sitting on the bench like yelling. He's like, "See, it's not my fault." <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady throws two picks as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So uh, is Tom Brady going to throw thirty this year? <laughs> well, at this rate, he is on pace for thirty-two. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, interesting. Scott Miller. Uh, to me. 
when lot, or how are you going to start them? There's a lot of mouths to feed there. How are you thinking about area? Rob Gronkowski after week one? I didn't even I didn't even pay attention to him. This what, is, is, what kind of a stat lines did he have? Uh, I think he had uh, one point, maybe two points. Yeah, it was like fantasy league. Mm. Um, yeah, to it, me, but that just goes to show you. Like I watched that game and I didn't even notice him. It it I was listening to the game on the radio and it sounded like I don't know if it was. Tom Brady's rusty, Gronkowski's rusty. That maybe they're both, or maybe they just both are. Maybe the whole team, the whole offense, wasn't on the same page or something. That's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like it was a pretty rough offensive game for Tampa Bay. Right, and it was just. It's almost. It kind of reminds me of like Cleveland last year, where everybody was on that train. Like this, right. Cleveland's year. Got OBJ. We got all these 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 pieces to the puzzle. It's going to be epic, and then all of a sudden, they go and hide in the bushes because it's like, oh, so way no. way too early. Week one hot take is right. Tampa Bay that team this year? I predict six and ten. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing. This is crazy. It's Bill Belichick is one and zero, and Tom Brady is zero. I thought that was an awesome storyline. Like I was watching and. You know, and I even said to Adam prior to this, I thought Cam Newton is more of a game manager from what I seen in that game, but they won. You they gotta, won. You know. You play to win the game. Cam Newton, late round quarterback. He put it up a pretty good stat line for fantasy. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, this this was a reason I wanted to stay from Tampa Bay players. I don't think I I have a single share in any any of them at all mm-hmm. chris godwin mike evans uh i mean jeepers i think i had james not james jones ronald jones uh in this league and after the leonard fournette i'm pretty sure i probably should have posted him up for a trade maybe whoever picked him up would have traded me for him but i dropped him it's just like i don't think i want any piece of that any piece out of offense at all. All right, so now we'll get into the preview of Week 2 NFL football. The future. The future. I'm from the future. Thursday night, tomorrow night, or depending on when you're listening, tonight, Thursday night game, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Who do we got here, Kyle? On my list, I got... We need to talk about OBJ, AJ Green, and Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb in a bounce back game, you think? Uh, Nick Chubb, I wanted to highlight because I I see this as again. We kind of talked about the Browns as uh, week one was a rough matchup. Yeah, this one should be a little bit easier, if not a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is. I think this is a Nick Chubb bounce back. I think. You can confidently start Nick Chubb if you have any kind of waivers or you're thinking maybe should I bench him, I'd be starting Nick Chubb this week. Mm-hmm. As far as OBJ and AJ Green, how do you feel about them? Well, I'm feeling really good about OBJ because, well, I just picked them up in that league in that trade. But uh, with Landry's uh, injury causing some kind of uncertainty and uh, with him having 10 targets in the previous week, I see Landry's out, those targets going up. So, like uh, OBJ's chances in that aspect, right? And AJ Green has shown that he does have the chops coming back from his injury. 
Um, I mean, he had five receptions, 57 yards, which in a full PPR league, you know, 10 points. You know, not terrible, but not bad for your first week, you know, back in the saddle. Right. I think, uh, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's Denzel Ward, the Cleveland cornerback. I can imagine he's going to be on A.J. Green all day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I like him a lot. I don't know. If I have A.J. Green, I think I'm sitting him. Probably the next Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty legit. Uh, yeah, if it's me, I think I think OBJ might be sneaking into my flex. Because like you said, uh, Landry being injured, especially on a short week, that's that's pretty big. And he did have 10 targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be going into the flex. He might. Well, uh, this is a thing, too. You don't want to be putting a Thursday night game guy in your flex because that really, really restricts what you can do on the Sunday night. If all of a sudden you have an injury Friday night or Friday during practice. So what I'm saying, if you have OBJ and like I just said, mistakenly put him in your flex, don't do that. No. Put OBJ in your one of your wide receiver spots. So then you have a little bit of flexibility if – when your wide receiver gets hurt, you can you can you still have OBJ up there. You can you had him in your flex, but maybe now you can start running back instead. Mm. So you're not just stuck with my wide receiver got hurt. I can only play wide receivers now. Mm. So start your Thursday night game guys in their respective position. So if you have RB in your flex that's playing Thursday night, put him in your RB spot. Mm. It's nothing like weird, just it's strategy. Just go strategy. with it. Trust us. <laughs> Just Trust go us. with it. Trust them. Put OBJ in your wide receiver. Um, I think that's a ceiling play. I think OBJ might have a big, big day tomorrow. Good. Good. Sunday, the Giants at the Bears. I think, Kyle, we project the Bears to win this one. So uh, one of my starts is David Montgomery. Obviously, when you're winning the game, you want to run the clock out. Uh, I think this is kind of a uh, a volume play for David Montgomery. I think he gets the ball a lot mm-hmm. down the stretch, and Giants really don't have a defense that's threatening. So, no. uh, yeah, I mean, the way that the Bears looked yesterday, or yesterday, yesterday. The, the week <laughs> before, Detroit looks like a legit team this year, a legit contender. They just, again, need to be finishing ball games. Mm-hmm. But the Bears look like they are they're – a real team too. They were surprising, and yeah, watching the game, I thought uh, Trubisky deserved to be the starter. He looked more polished. He looked like he actually wanted to play football, which is nice for a change for right. him. But um, yeah, I, I, I have nothing against the Bears. The Bears are who we thought they were. So with that, uh, I have Darius Slayton. If you have him, uh, put him in your starting squad. And what, I'm going to put this a little bit into context, too. You need to be in your own head. When I say start Darius Slayton, I'm not saying start Darius Slayton over Julio Jones. Right. You know, put it into context that I'm saying these are guys that are kind of fringe, like are you're thinking about maybe I should throw them in there, maybe I shouldn't. I'm trying to give you a little confidence whether you should or shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Darius Slayton would be one of the guys that I would be giving a little bit of nudge towards the starting bench. Uh, for that, for how the game script should kind of go. I imagine the Bears are going to be ahead. Giants are going to need to throw the ball. 
Uh, Jaguars at the Titans. We have DJ Chark as a start uh, and James Robinson. Kyle, how do you feel about that one? I'm all for that. I mean, uh, James Robinson, he actually had um, 76, uh, 76% of uh, the snaps he played. And as a rookie, uh, he did good. I mean, uh, I think that uh, that's who they're going to rely on. Uh, many thought it was going to be Chris Thompson, and it looked like that they're turning their focus one, towards him. You were one of the many. You were the one. And it's like I think they're turning their focus towards uh, James Robinson. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree with you there. Well, you're wrong. I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm starting James uh, Robinson Not again. Even in your flex. Not even in my flex. I think uh, I think when it comes to the game script there, Titans have a, a tough defense. Um, Jaguars, again, you know, this hurts. A lot of people are thinking they're not going to be very good. Are they going to go 2-0? and I mean, I hope so. But <laughs> I think the game script goes uh, Jaguars are going to be behind late in the game. They're going to need to throw the ball. So that's why I like Chark. Uh Minshew, uh, do we play him here? Depending on what your starting squad looks like, I mean, he looks good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sh- I'm, that, that's all I'm going to say. That's all you need to say. Lions at Packers. Uh, to me, this is start your Packers. Start yeah. start the big three. This is Devontae Adams. This is Aaron Jones. This is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. A- start those three. Uh, as far as Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Alan Lazard, I would be. Uh, I think that I'd be hesitant. Is it going to be like last week, where flip of a coin, one of them could get the, uh, one of them could get a touchdown? It could be possible. Yep. At that point, I think you're flipping a coin for both of them. That's a risky game to play. Yeah. As far as the Lions, I think I. I think I think I'm sitting the Lions running backs, whatever ones I have. I think AP, I think, is going to be sitting the bench this week. Um, depending on if uh, – oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> depending on if um, – my gosh, I can't think of his yeah, name. Andrew Swift? Not Swift, the receiver. Uh, Galladay? Depending on if Galladay suits up, mm-hmm. uh, I think is kind of dependent on this game. The Lions, the Lions gave the Packers a run last year. Yeah. So, um, last I mean, year. yeah, it 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 could be interesting if, uh, yeah, if Galladay suits up, it's it's an interesting ball game. Another shootout for the Packers, just like against the Vikings. Could be. Hmm. Panthers at Tampa Bay. To me, this is you know I kind of just said stay away from your Tampa Bay players. I think. If you have them, you kind of have to start them this week mm-hmm. because this could be a big play for them. The Panthers' defense is very young. I mean, they spent their whole draft on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, kind of a must play if you have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. I like OJ Howard in this one. Yeah, uh, you know Luke Kinkley retiring last year. Right. Um, that middle of the field, I think, is going to be still vulnerable. Yeah, I think. Uh, Again, if you drafted those two guys to be your big receivers, mm-hmm. this is a week that one of them is going to be big. Uh, which one? Time I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, Broncos at Steelers. 
<laughs> Goodness gracious. Is this basically sit all your Broncos? Yep. Yeah, I, I had wide receivers. <laughs> I have sit Gordon and Denver offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, start Benny Snell, Kyle. That was your note in there. Yes. How do you feel about that? Yes, I think that. Um, so you're 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 betting that James Conner does not start this week. Is that what you're correct? Going I think I, I believe so. Um, with his uncertainty of his injury, and I think we saw enough of Snell last week, averaging I believe it was five point nine yards a carry, that he can handle the workload. Right. So. So yeah, keep your eye on keep your eye on the news reports. Uh, if it comes down to Saturday, it looks like James Conner starting. You know, well then. Don't start Benny Snell. Maybe start uh, somebody else. Yes. <laughs> yes. So keep your eye on that one. Uh, Rams at Eagles. Right now, the only note we have is sit Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looked like when I watched them that they were focusing mainly on their tight ends, which we fully expected. Right. Uh, Hertz and Goldert. Uh, Goldert. They they looked like that was uh, Wentz's main uh, focus. When I think the kryptonite for them was um, the rookie defense lineman last week. Mm-hmm. It looked like you know Wentz didn't have a whole lot of time to throw, and when you don't have time to throw, you can't throw it deep. Uh, not to mention Jalen Ramsey plays for the Rams defense. Not to mention Aaron Donald, which we had already talked about, plays for the Rams defense. This mm-hmm. might be a rough game for the Eagles. Agreed. Uh, so. Yeah, I think if you have Goddard or Zach Ertz, uh, you might be playing those guys. But as far as the Philadelphia wideouts, I think you're going to be staying away from them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're starting your Rams, guys, that you have. It's kind of a straightforward one. 49ers at Jets. Mm-hmm. Another one, this is we have. <laughs> Sit your Jets, start your 49ers, kind of straightforward. Mm-hmm. Bills at Dolphins. I think this is the last one. Sit your Dolphins, start your Bills. Mm-hmm. This should be uh, those three games kind of straight down. It seems like it should be the Rams, kind of 49ers, Bills. Yeah, uh-huh. good defenses on all, th- all three of those teams and uh, de- decent offenses on all three as well. Uh, Vikings at Colts. Kyle, in this one, you told me to write down, start your Colts, wide receivers, and your Vikings. Yep, because I think this one's going to be a shootout. I mean, if anybody knows anything about Phil Rivers, even when he was in, well, San Diego slash Los Angeles, he likes to air it out. I mean, his stat lines back in the day were like, you know, anywhere from 300 to 400 yards. It might only be one touchdown, but you're going to get, I think a lot of love in the passing game by both teams in this one. Yeah, I think I think this should be a kind of a good game all around. I think this is you're going to be starting your running backs. You're going to be starting your Colts running backs. You're going to be starting your Vikings. Well, Cook. Yeah. Uh, I think I I think you feel pretty confident starting just about everybody here. Uh, the Vikings secondary again looks really horrible. So yeah. any of the on any of these wide receivers look like you know. They can take one pretty easy because mm-hmm. this Vikings defense does look horrible. It does. So uh, next matchup, we have the Falcons at the Cowboys. Another one, kind of the same deal. We have start all. This should be another high-scoring game. Another shootout. These, both these offenses re- remind me a lot of each other. A lot of weapons on the offense. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys have Zeke. Uh, 
The Falcons have Todd Gurley. Um, and as far as offensive weapons, the Cowboys, I mean, oh, right. the wideouts are just incredible. The Falcons, the wideouts are just incredible. I do think this will be a high-scoring affair. Start your Fal- Falcons, start your Cowboys, uh, start them all around. This should be a lot of fireworks in this game. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the afternoon games, Washington football team at the Cardinals. Kyle, you told me to write down start Logan Thomas. Yes, and Logan Thomas, I was big on him. I watched I watched the game uh, this last weekend, and I saw that he actually just came off of uh, our free agency. I forgot. Oh, to Jake from State Farm there. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, uh, and I was watching this guy, and he resembled a young Jimmy Graham. Just tall dude, lean. Right across the middle, it's like everybody looked like they're two feet shorter than this guy, and he had good hands. And it's like I think that this guy is going to be a real deal this year, right? And with the kind of the reputation that the Cardinals carried kind of into this year is they were horrible last year at uh, playing defense for tight ends. Right. It was like when you saw the Cardinals in that lineup, you started <laughs> those tight ends. So next. Uh, line up here, Chiefs at Chargers. In this one, I have circled with a question mark, Austin Eckler. To me, this is, obviously, it's a Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. You know, Chiefs should run away with this one. Right. Uh, but Houston, and the, the reason why you do have a question mark by Eckler is because we think he can produce in this game because, I mean, Houston's yes. running backs did good against them. Yes. And I mean. I think this is going to be a game where, Austin Eckler catches a handful of passes and gets you those easy points, uh, PPR or half PPR. I think Austin Eckler has a bounce back game. Um, I mean, this one's hard because the Chiefs have a, a pretty solid defense. Chargers have a pretty solid defense, but this is going to be Chargers playing keep up. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. with uh, Tyrod Taylor, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, – it, it It should be an Austin Eckler game, in my mm-hmm. opinion, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have Austin Eckler, you got to ride the roller coaster with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get him in there. One heck of a roller coaster. Yes, it is. Uh, the next matchup, the last match we have for the uh, afternoon games, Ravens at Texans. We have Sit Will Fuller and start your Ravens running backs. Mm-hmm. So we are imagining that the Ravens run away with this one. Yeah. Literally. And rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, so the Sunday night game, Patriots at Seahawks. Kyle, you have Sit Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm. You want to explain on that one? No. No, I'm just joking. Nikhil <laughs> Harry, uh, I thought he was going to – I watched I watched that game also. Like I said, I was telling Adam during the break, I watched a lot of football this weekend. I was stoked. <laughs> but uh, he it, – it's not so much a ding on him as it is Cam Newton and Bill Belichick because they did not look like they were a passing threat team, and that reflects in the touchdowns that were scored on Cam uh, – two Cam Newton uh, rushing touchdowns. And um, I just don't think he's going to produce for you this week. I think – I mean, and then, in the, you know, playing a devil's advocate here, uh, he, maybe they weren't showcasing all that they had. It's possible. But I don't think against the Seahawks. But, yeah, I mean, just in my opinion, I think Cam Newton, 
I don't think they're ready to expand that passing game as much as one would like at this point. I think it's 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 tough because it's Bill Belichick on a Sunday night game. Prime uh, time. It's prime time. I imagine the Seahawks run away with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Patriots are going to be playing from behind, so they're going to need to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Nikhil Harry get a touchdown? I think that's the thing is like, I mean, he should have had one last week, and it's – especially when your head coach is Bill Belichick and you do something stupid like that. It's like, <laughs> my goodness, man, yeah. what what's thin going ice. through your head? Thin exactly. Ice. Thin ice. It's like, we've seen Bill Belichick when someone does something like that. And all of a sudden you don't see him. No, they just disappear. <laughs> you don't see him for another three or four weeks yeah. or they are gone. It's like or, the Deion Lewis syndrome when he rushed for right. four touchdowns against, uh, I forgot who was against, but anyways, he rushed for four touchdowns. And then he showed up late for a team meeting. Right. And then, no, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, Bill Bill Belichick is like a no-nonsense Dude. head coach. So something like that had to drive him crazy. Uh, the last game, the Monday night game, uh, Saints at Raiders. We have start Emmanuel Sanders, obviously with Mike Thomas being out. Uh, get my, or I was going to say Miles Sanders. Get Emmanuel Sanders in your lineup. Uh, he should be the number one receiver. And, I mean, with everything that we've seen with Saints offense, uh, Saints offense last week, Drew Brees, you know, he'll get better. That yeah. Saints passing offense will get better this week, especially against the Raiders. Uh, I imagine the Saints walk away with this one against the Raiders, so the Raiders are probably going to be throwing the ball in the second half a lot against a tough defense. And I think the Saints need to establish a running game to make that um... – you know, more threatening. I mean, uh, right. Kamara, what, like 15 yards rushing, something like that. And it's like, if you don't have that threat like, where they're not even scared of your running game, it's really going to be hard to get that passing game going. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And so that is every single matchup that is going on week two. So now we have a couple questions of start and sit. Mm-hmm. First off, Russell Gage or Henry Ruggs? Russell Gage of the Atlanta Falcons or Henry Ruggs of the Las Vegas Raiders? Mm-hmm. Russell Gage is going against Dallas, which we had kind of talked about. That should be a shootout. Or Ruggs against New Orleans. So to me, first thing I look at, uh, again, like we said, Atlanta, Dallas should be a shootout. But Henry Ruggs of the Raiders against New Orleans should be earned the ball out towards the end of the game, but it's a tough defense. This is a, this is a good one. This is a tough one because Russell Gage is a little farther down the depth chart where Henry Ruggs is like the number one guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Henry Ruggs did have two rushing attempts last week too. So you know that they are scheming around him. Yeah. Kind of make him comfortable. They're putting him in the, in the playbook as a weapon. Uh, whereas Russell Gage, I mean, didn't I mean Atlanta had three hundred yard receiving receivers mm-hmm. last week. Um, I think I want to put my confidence in Henry Ruggs here, just for the opportunity. Um, I think again they're scheming Ruggs into their offense. I don't know that they're doing that with Russell Gage. And it's like if Atlanta does get ahead like we think you will think they will they're gonna probably turn to the rushing game to you know 
right. Get her down. So second one, uh, Devontae Parker or Frank Gore, uh, the uh, <laughs> the Dolphins are playing Buffalo and the Jets are playing the 49ers. And I think that's enough right there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all you need Frank to Gore, that. Frank Gore against the 49ers or Devante against the Buffalo bills. Two really tough matchups right there. Right. I think if, if you, if you have any other option, I would maybe go <laughs> with option C, <laughs> which is just some random guy that's up in free agency at the moment. <laughs> Uh, out of these two guys, I guess if I had to pick, I think I'm going Devontae Parker. Right. Um, Frank Gore against the 49ers offense. Defense. Yeah. 49ers. <laughs> well, against the 49ers offense, even I oh, think yeah. they're going to be really far behind. They're not going to be running the ball a whole lot. Right. Frank Gore. So I would go Devontae Parker there just on the matchup. So a flex question. O.J. Howard, James Robinson, or Joshua Kelly? O.J. Howard, uh, tight end of Tampa Bay, is going against Carolina. James Robinson is going against Tennessee. Or Joshua Kelly is going against Kansas City. Yeah, and that one, I don't know. What are you thinking on that one? In my head, I have who I'm thinking. Um, first. I think... Going off of this on your flex, it it, it kind of depends to me what what the rest of your lineup looks like. If you need a ceiling play, I think I'm going to go OJ Howard. And that's where I'm at. I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on that that touchdown again this week. Right. Uh, Joshua Kelly against Kansas City. He did have a lot of the red zone uh, rushing attempts for that Chargers um, offense. But again, you know, we had talked about, I think this is an Eckler week. I think Joshua Kelly, if you're going to stick with them, I think you might be disappointed. James Robinson against Tennessee. I think we kind of already talked about, I think I'm sitting the him. Tennessee defense. So it's going to be a tough defense and they're going to be playing from behind. So they're going to have yep. to throw the ball. This might be a, if you still have them, Chris Thompson week. Yeah. If you have James Robinson. No, I don't have him anymore. No, no, I dropped him <laughs> just because I've seen enough of the James Robinson situation to be like, nah. So yeah, I think we're on the same page. If you want to, if you want the ceiling play, go with OJ Howard. I guess that's the only play I'm seeing here. There's, I mean, there's not really a safe play in this at all. Uh, I guess James Ro uh, Robinson is a safe play because if he's the starting running back, you know. Hopefully he gets some early work, gets a touchdown in the early in the game and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, if you're playing it safe, I guess I would go Robinson. If you're going for the ceiling play, I would go O.J. Howard. Good call. Agreed. Last question, Deshaun Jackson versus the L.A. Rams or Scott Miller versus the Carolina Panthers? Um, again, I guess this is kind of the same question. Deshaun Jackson, we had talked about in uh, we're talking about sitting him against a tough defense right uh yeah uh carson is not gonna have a lot of time to throw the ball no not gonna have a 
a lot of time to throw the ball deep to Deshaun Jackson. And not to mention Deshaun Jackson is probably going to be covered by, by Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Scott Miller uh, against this Carolina defense. Um, does it seem like the ceiling and the safe play? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, one of those. I think that's just given the defense um, that Jackson's going to be facing. I think you just have to go with Miller in this situation. If those are the only two options you have. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean that way too. Uh, is there is there a way Sean Jackson can score more? Absolutely, but it is a it's a pretty tough road. Scott Miller's a little buried farther down into the roster. Um, you know, he's a little bit deeper down in the roster, but you know, he he showed out last week. Mm-hmm. He could he could get you that touchdown. I mean, maybe we're talking about the the ceiling of OJ Howard. It, it's possibly the same at Scott Miller. So, I think uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Oh my goodness, we're talking about week two of week fantasy two football. Of fantasy wow. football. This is insane. I know. I know. It's a very exciting week one. I can't wait to actually watch football yeah. Sunday. Just like just sit down, open a bag of chips, maybe have the grill started or something like that. Not even cooking anything, but just knowing that the grill is started. <laughs> Just have it outside, open the window, <laughs> you get that grill smell inside. The neighbor's like, shut that off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, football is back, and it is so good. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all we got for you. Good luck on your week two matchups. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Post us some of your week two matchups. Let us know if we helped you or if we absolutely crushed you. Yeah, we prefer you hit us up on the <laughs> Facebook page, uh, the, the Deliveryman uh, Football Podcast. But we will also be checking our Twitter at Deliveryman underscore FF. Every once in a while. Yeah. So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Kyle, this is Yo. the. We are the. We. We. Are. Are the the <laughs> <laughs> fantasy football delivery men podcast out.